Hey, what's up? It's DeHuff. It's another episode of DeHuff Uncensored. Hope you're having a great day. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening. Today's podcast is presented to you by Superbook Sports Colorado, Total Beverage in Westminster and Thornton, and Blake Street Tavern. A lot to get to today. It's dumping snow right now. The kids got a snow day today, so as soon as I'm done with this, we're going outside. We're going to build some snowmen. Maybe we're going to go sledding. I don't know. It's going to be crazy, so it should be a lot of fun. Can't wait to do that. But you know what we need to do right now? You and me. Let's get into some headlines. Let's go! Let's go! And now, here are the headlines. (laughs) When this story first happened, I, I didn't think I needed to talk about it, but it's got some new legs. It got new legs. Lieutenant Dan, you got new legs. Anyway, this logo dispute between DNVR, a local sports entity, and 104.3 The Fan, the company I used to work for, a radio station. Anyway, DNVR had this logo that they created several years ago, I believe. And now The Fan, I want to say like uh, two, three weeks ago, came out with their own logo that looks almost identical, not exactly identical. Now, when I say that, the reason why it looks identical is because they're very basic. Now, when DNVR came out with theirs, it's it's just basically white font with a black background. Nothing crazy, but it's really kind of unique. There's There's no vowels in their logo, so that's their unique thing that they have stuff in Phoenix and and several other big time cities. And they have like a little logo of the Colorado skyline, something like that. Well, the fan essentially did the same thing, same look, but it's the, the skyline is slightly different, but it, the basics are the same where it's black and white. It looks like they merged companies to be honest. And what's funny too about this is when this first happened and I first saw it, somebody brought it to my attention. I put their logos next to each other and I tweeted it out and I said, geez, did these two companies merge or did the fan get inspiration from DNVR? And what's funny is now there's been like three or four articles, not like rinky dink articles. Like I wrote a blog and put it on there. It's like nine news, Westward, and then I'm from Denver.com, which has a huge reach. They all used my tweet as examples because, it, and it's so funny because I used to work there and it's just getting so much play. And I'll end up retweeting it here in, in just a little bit for people that don't know, or just go to I'm from Denver.com and they have an article up there on it or Westward, whatever. They just recently did one. Anyway, you'll see my tweet and you'll see what I'm talking about. They look very similar, but I I don't think anything's going to come out of it. They look similar, yes, but it's not like DNVR has a trademark on black and white logos, which a lot of people have said, and I, I agree. The font is different. One of them is skinnier. The other one is just more widespread. I can't imagine anything happens at it with this other than oh they're getting some minor publicity really to be honest is what what's happening here i think it's one of those things it's a 
it looks similar enough where it's a little bit jarring, but then when you actually start looking closer, it's like, nah, I, I, I don't see anything coming out of it. It will be interesting to see. I'd be very shocked if this goes further down the legal route. I, I just don't see it happening. I mean, DNVR, I appreciate what you've done, but I just don't see this. I don't see any legs that you could be really standing on on this one. But I could be wrong. I don't know enough about the, you know, logo protection type stuff to to understand really what's what's at stake here and, and what's on the table. So maybe I'm completely wrong and maybe there is a case. Maybe a lot of us are wrong, but it's funny watching or reading the social media comments on this because some people are, you know, kind of like what I was at first where like, dude, this looks very similar. And they're like making fun of the fans. They're like, great way to be creative fans, stealing somebody else's logo. And it's not even really that great of a logo. Anyway, I get, I could keep spinning around on that. I don't see that much happening with this, but it is kind of an interesting thing to have that's going on here in the Denver area because usually you don't see this type of stuff happening but when you first look at the two logos side by side especially the ones that i posted and and you look at it and you're like okay they look a little too similar but that being said ultimately who gives a shit but obviously dnvr does but it's at the end of the day they're both getting great publicity and it's kind of dividing their two entities so if you're a DNVR fan base, you're going to be a little bit more reluctant to turn over to the fan. And if you're a fan, hardcore person, you're not going to be tuning into DNVR. It's just going to split the camps up a little bit and create a little bit of a wall in between them. If if, if you're a little bit, you know, gung ho on like they're wrong or you're wrong type of thing. But I don't think that anything's going to come out of it. I don't think anything should come out of it because it it it's just font it's just it's black and white it seems obvious to me anyway a hey, speaking of a bad idea don't test a stab proof vest live on tv <laughs> yeah because that happened now i was going to pull the audio of this because it, it would have been hilarious but it's in a different language so i'm just going to read the transcript for you so this this guy is demonstrating this the greatness of his stab proof vest with this reporter and this is basically the interaction they had all right so here's how it goes we are going to demonstrate the stabbing on you man he sounds like the count from uh sesame street uh you're gonna stab me with this yes you have nothing to worry about <laughs> we are very confident in our product this product can protect from knives that are stronger than this one may i don't be afraid if something happens. I am here. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> the man then repeatedly stabbed him in the back, and one of the blows from the knife made it into the guy's back. And then he goes, I missed. <laughs> he missed the protective part of the vest. He's like stabbing him in the back, and apparently it's not 100% clean. And you can get stabbed from this stab-protected vest. What a bunch of shit. And then the vice president of the company came out and made a statement and said, uh, the guy was stabbed in an area of the vest where there was no protective material. 
<laughs> well, duh. No fucking shit. How about you make a stab-proof vest that's stab-proof? Not one where it's like, oh, God, you, you know, you hit it in one of those spots where there's just no protection. What are the odds? Well, apparently they're pretty good if somebody's going to town stabbing you. Jesus. It reminds me of that scene from Dumb and Dumber when they give Harry the gun. But what if he shot you in the face? What if he shot me in the face? That's a risk we were willing to take. Shot you in the face. <laughs> Don't offer to demonstrate a knife protective vest. And so the guy ended up getting stitches. He's fine, but it's just like, holy shit. Don't buy that product. I, I just, it, that's got to be the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard. And what's funny, I'm watching the video. He's stabbing him. He's stabbing him in the middle of the back, right? So there's no protection somewhere in the middle of that. So apparently if you keep stabbing somebody somebody with this, that's wearing a protective vest or at least this one particular the materials that protect you must have either slid apart or there was actually a seam in there and that's where the guy stabbed him. Fucking ridiculous. Hey, we got more craziness coming your way including be careful what you eat. That's coming up next. But first, add this to your New Year's resolution, win money in 2023 with Superbook Sports. Superbook Super Superbook has over three decades of sports wagering experience in Las Vegas, so you're going to get the best odds anywhere as we are knee-deep in the football playoffs, which is awesome. Plus, check out their special odds boost promotions at SuperbookSports.com. Make 2023 the year when you win money from Vegas, so download the Superbook Sports Colorado app right now and place your bets. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. If you got a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700. This is Chris Fusley, owner of the Blake Street Tavern. Fellas, as you know, it's all about size. Nobody's bigger than we are. We have 18,000 square feet and three bars under one roof. Add it all up, and you have Denver's best football bar. It's the Blake Street Tavern, where Denver watches football. This would be my luck if I was working on an airline. So there's this new guy starting with British Airways. He was a steward. I guess that's what you call him or flight attendant or whatever you want to call him. Anyway, they're showing him around. It's his first official flight. Guess what he accidentally did? He accidentally hit the emergency thing that releases the slide, the emergency slide. And apparently that costs right around $61,000 American for that mistake. Holy shit. Could you imagine being that? That's your first day. Now I'm curious, do you get fired for that? Because you're forever, you're forever on a list if you do that something. Do that on your first day. Any day, actually. You could be there for five years, then you actually make this mistake and you officially have a, a, a mark of shame on your record. You know, that's the guy that hit the uh, that the emergency slide. Oh, the one that made it so nobody got bonuses la- that one year? Yeah, that guy. Fucking dick. In fact, the real chi, the real, the underscore real underscore CH3 on Twitter wrote, the forbidden bouncy castle. <laughs> that's true. It's, it's funny. <laughs> I'd be so mad. That'd be something dumb that I would do. I've seen people do dumb stuff, but that one seems like, you could, I don't know. I, I imagine that that's a lot more difficult to do than 
then I would have to talk to somebody that works for an airline. I know somebody that works for an airline. I'll see how, how difficult that is. And it might be different per airline, but I, I imagine it, it's not that easy to activate. So how dumb is that guy? Oh, I'd be so pissed. I'd be like, yeah, go ahead and fire me, please. All right, looking at the odd but true. And I got these from Amazing Facts on Twitter, at Facts of world and in world it's spelled with a zero happy people are significantly more gullible than less happy people that means my son is one of the happiest people in the world because <laughs> that kid is gullible seriously it's funny because i can say did you see it says gullible on the, the back of your hand and he'll be like really <laughs> uh hi you're awake are you really happy? A really happy person? Yeah, that means you're really gullible. Okay? Say something in there. Are you gullible? Yes. And it says gullible right there. You looked. Oh, my God. Get out of here. Get out of here, Jackson. Goofball. Why don't you go brush your teeth? You're gullible. Anyways. Uh, sleeping on your left can give you nightmares. Sleeping on your right can give you dreams of relief and safety. Sleeping on your back makes you snore, and sleeping on your front gives you more erotic dreams. Who sleeps on their front? <laughs> you? Oh, God. My son said he does. Uh, he does, does not know what erotic means. <laughs> or maybe he does. Uh, hopefully not. Any, that's weird. I snore if I lay on my, my left because I got a screwed up sinus. So I try to avoid that. Maybe that's why I don't really have nightmares very often. And I also don't sleep on my back. I usually just sleep on my my right. So that's interesting. I think I need to start sleeping on my stomach because <laughs> I need that friction. That'd be great. You can't usually smell your own house or perfume because of survival instinct called olfactory adaption. The brain is always looking for new, unusual, or changing smells as a sign of possible danger. So it ignores smells that it has become familiar with. That makes sense. Yeah, I guess that's a little bit more detailed into you're just used to the smell. So once you get into a situation, your mind establishes the current smells. Then after a while, it's essentially numb to those smells then if something new comes in, you're like, okay, something new is here. It's potentially dangerous. That's fascinating. I like that. This one I don't like. The average fast food customer eats about 12 pubic hairs a year. That's disgusting. That is disgusting. In fact, I tweeted that out. And Scott Ryan on Twitter, uh, Twitter. <laughs> Scott Ryan on Twitter wrote, and my diet starts today. No freaking kidding. Now, I also, since I tweeted that out, Big Sexy, my former uh, co-worker over at the radio station, Brian, he responded with this story from CBS4, and it's a little bit jaw-dropping. It's in regards to a Taco Bell here in Colorado. Let's just listen to this story from CBS4. This all happened on Sunday. Mm -hmm. The man bought food at a Taco Bell restaurant on Smoky Hill Road, and that's where he argued with restaurant employees. The Taco Bell restaurant is on Smoky Hill Road in Buckley, 
and is now the focus of the Arapahoe County Sheriff's Office. At this time, it, it is labeled as a, uh, a, t a criminal attempt homicide. Sheriff's spokesperson John Bartman said a customer bought food at the restaurant Sunday afternoon. While here, he argued with employees. Hours later, the man called 911 and was hospitalized. That hospital said they had a patient that had uh, possibly uh, consumed rat poison in his food from the same restaurant. Right now, what we're looking at is if the rat poison was actually put into his food at the restaurant. The manager of the restaurant called this ridiculous. She said they don't store any poison, any rat poison here at the store. She said they've turned over all their surveillance video to Arapahoe County Sheriff's investigators who are now reviewing that footage. The manager said sheriff's deputies came back Sunday night and closed down the restaurant saying, we poisoned somebody. We didn't do anything like that. It didn't even add up, said the manager. Sheriff's investigators say the amount of rat poison in the man's to-go order was significant, and they're not ruling out any possibility of how it ended up there. But right now, we're looking at how did this substance get into this gentleman's food? Okay, there's a couple things going on there. One, you don't argue with people that make your food. That's just, that's just plain Russian roulette, essentially. Don't do that shit. Uh, two, that's usually you don't have like rat poison in an establishment like that. So there's a couple things that could have happened. And I'm going to take you down different pathways. One, I wouldn't dare say stop eating at places like this because this shit could happen because most likely it won't. Here's a couple scenarios. One, he argued with them and the employee Let's say maybe for some stupid reason they did have rat poison on hand and the employee got mad and put it in his food or somehow it ended up in his food. And then he got severely sick and could have died, which is scary. The other option is an employee had brought it with him for some stupid reason and put it in his food. Now, we don't know why they are arguing, to be honest. So there might be a little bit more of a history between the customer in the individual. So we don't know about that. So, but, but there's a chance that somehow employee X brought it with him. Not very likely, right? Especially cause you'd keep that in your, your pants or what? I don't know. It seems, doesn't seem very likely. The other option is, and I gotta be honest, as somebody that used to work in the food industry, this shit type of shit happens. Not to this extreme, not to this extreme, but there are plenty of times where customers are trying to, you know, get something free out of something. In this case, God, potentially a lot of money and they claim something happened at a restaurant, but it never did. So there's a good chance, not saying it's official because obviously the investigation is still going on, but there's a good chance what happened is that rat poison didn't come from that Taco Bell. There's a good chance that came after he left the establishment and went home or went somewhere else. Whether that means he put it in there and poisoned himself, maybe his wife doesn't like him anymore. I don't know. Listen, I'm just throwing shit at the wall. I'm not saying that's officially it. Jesus Christ, get your panties out of a bunch. But 
the likelihood of the employee poisoning them isn't that high. Is it possible? Yes, absolutely. It is possible. But it's also possible for these other avenues to have been taken instead. So I don't know officially. Dude, I had people claim that they they found hairs in their, their food. And it's like I, I shared that story with you. Some lady came up. She ate like three-fourths of her, her burrito bowl at Chipotle. And she's like, give me a refund and make me a new bowl. This has a uh, hair in it and she's showing the hair and it's a long blonde hair. She has long blonde hair and I stop and I look at her and then I look back at my employees and look back at her and I said, really, I'll tell you what, I'm going to go ahead and make you this bowl. I'm not giving you a refund, but I'm making this to go because you're not welcome back in this establishment ever again. Why? Because none of my employees, because oddly enough, between people getting sick and whatever, and we had to manipulate who was working, nobody at the time even had hair. We were all, we all had shaved heads. We were all, uh, it was in the summertime. So we, none of the guys, it was all guys working and none of the employees period had blonde hair. They're all black hair. They're all Hispanic. So it's like, fuck you. I know exactly what you're doing. Now that's a very mild comparison to the, the rat poison, but people do that shit all the time. I had some guy call up and he was a former employee and he had just been fired from another Chipotle at the time. And he calls up and he's like, yeah, we were just in there 30 minutes ago and we got blah, 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 like a burrito bowl or chicken burrito, whatever. He's all, my wife is horribly sick and you clearly gave her food poisoning. I'm reporting you, you know, you need to give us a refund right now. And I was like, that's not how food poisoning works. Not not with chicken, not with steak. <laughs> no, maybe seafood, I maybe, but not, no. And he's like, I used to work there. I was like, clearly you weren't very good at your job because you didn't bother to learn food safety because you are lying to me because you didn't get food poisoning or your wife didn't get food poisoning from this establishment. She's either sick with something pre-existing or... She has irritable bowel syndrome. I do remember saying that. And the guy's like, what? This is absurd. Who's your manager? I was like, well, I'm the manager on duty, but I'll tell you what. I'll go ahead and give you the district manager. Let's not even bother talking to the general manager. So I get, I was like, call his cell phone. Here's his cell phone. Okay. You ready for that? Take down the number. And then and the guy was like completely <laughs> stunned because this is all over the phone. So I give him the phone number. I don't know if he wrote it down, but I asked the district manager. I told him what happened. And he's just like, yeah, the, the guy's wrong. If he calls me, he's wrong. If that's what he says happened, <laughs> the guy never called. Because people are always trying to scam. And nowadays it's easier. It's like you can get a lot of money because a lot of companies don't want to deal with the, the hassle and be like, somebody fucked up. I don't know what it is. Why bother going through the court and drag it out and have more bad publicity, especially with food that that can spread really bad, really bad, really quickly. So they'll, sometimes they'll just pay people off. Be like, I don't want to fucking deal with that shit. To me, as a former food employee, I'm leading, leaning on the side of the food employees on this one. I'm siding with Taco Bell only because I've seen the the nastier side, the bullshit side of Customers, they're always trying to scam. Again, I've never dealt with somebody trying to claim that we poisoned them like to that level. I had that guy trying to say that we we 
served him bad chicken and then he immediately had explosive diarrhea or his wife did. It's like, no, that's not how food poisoning works. That's not how salmonella and all that shit works. That usually, God, I'm trying to remember. It's been so long, but I want to say it's like eight hours, eight to 10 hours. I could be wrong. It could be even more than that. But anyway, it's like, don't, don't be doing that shit. So this one, this one at Taco Bell, this one seems like it's, I'm, listen, I'm casting judgment. I'm casting judgment against the customer. I'm saying bullshit. I call bullshit. I could be wrong. I could be wrong, but I don't think so. I do not fucking think so. Uh, hey, this comes in on the mailbag from Rob. He says, why are weather forecasters allowed to use drama in their forecasting? Why can't they just say it's going to snow and how much? Rob, come on. You're a smart guy. It's drama, baby. Everything's drama. How did they? I told you guys this. I got written up when I used to be a traffic reporter down in Denver. And it was a snowy day like it is today. A lot of ice on the roads. It's a Saturday morning. I'm doing reports for KOA. And I'm doing it for a, a morning news show on the weekend. And they tossed to me to do the report. I was like, yeah, it's pretty slick out there. But don't worry. It's not too bad. Just take your time. Got a few accidents here. Blah, blah, blah. blah. But otherwise... You know, it's not that bad. Just stay calm. You should be good. Essentially is what I said. I did that twice. And then they called me. They called my my line and they're like, Scott, you can't be doing that. You're you're downplaying it. You're saying it's not that bad, but people don't want to listen if it's not that bad. You got to sell fear. And now I'm paraphrasing what they said to me because it was it was a while ago. But that's essentially what they're telling me. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to lie to people just so they freak out and listen to you. I was like, it's literally not that bad. There's a there's a few accidents, yes. But if you tell people to slow down and stay calm, it's going to be fine. And I was like, I'm not going to cause a panic just so people listen to your show. They're like, you need to do it. This is part of your job, okay? Blah, 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 blah. They toss to me again. I do the exact same fucking report. I'm not going to fucking change it. I'm like, no. I was like... The first thing I say out of my mouth was, you know what? The roads, they're not that bad out there right now. It's going to be slick in some spots, but just take it easy. Got a few accidents. Southbound I-25 right around Santa Fe. Watch out for the right lane or, you know, number three lane, blah, 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 whatever. Get called again. Say essentially the same thing. And they just did the reports the rest of the the show (laughs) because they didn't want to toss to me. Then I got written up for that. I'm like, that's bullshit, but that's news for you. So, that, uh, Rob, that's essentially what it is. It is fear sells, and, you know, reality of the situation is it's not that bad. I'll tell you the difference between, like, my situation at at, um, at KOA versus when I used to be a fill-in traffic reporter for 9 News. I was doing a traffic report, and it was kind of crummy out on the roads, and... I want to say it was who, no, I can't remember the lady's name, but it was also Greg Moss. And basically at the end of the, at the end of my report, I was just like, just nobody freak out out there. You'll be fine. Something like that. Just kind of goofy. And Greg Moss was laughing. He's just like, listen to Scott, don't freak out. (laughs) And I thought that was cool. 
he at least handled it the right way. And you know what? He came over to me in in this in the the pit where I was, and he's just like, "Good job, that was funny. Keep it up." And he didn't sit there and go, "You need to sell fear." No, and that's coming from uh, the big wig that is Nine News. So anyway, so it's crazy, crazy that that stuff happens. But that's what it is. Rob is just they sell fear. My kids are fighting upstairs, so I got to wrap this up and go outside and just shove them in the snow. Get their backs working as they need to shovel my driveway. It's not going to shovel itself. Let's be honest there. Hey, thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening. Thanks so much to Superbook Sports Colorado, Blake Street Tavern at 23rd and Blake in downtown Denver, and of course, Total Beverage in Westminster and Thornton. Have a great day. Thank you so much for listening. I truly appreciate each and every one of you. Hopefully you smiled in this episode. And do, be careful. Don't argue with the people that make your food. With that being said, don't be a dick and try to scam people, okay? Anyway, let's keep moving forward. I'll talk to you next time.